0: The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. The WinBet Casino is now offering a 100% deposit match, up to $1,000 for new users. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit. To receive up to $500 in bonus cash, head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. We're brought to you by Stable StableDuel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $25,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome along everybody to the MLB Gambling Podcast for the first time in 2022. uh, Moonaf Manji is my co-host joining me from Houston, Texas. The reason I said 2022, Moonaf with such vigour is because I listened to a podcast earlier on just to do a little bit of research and got about halfway through and realized that they were previewing the 2021 season. And I was completely wasting my time. Um, so as you just said, off air, it's spring training for us as well. Uh, but we're back, off and it feels like it's been about 19 months uh, since we last had one of our silly chats.
1: Yes, it's, uh, it's great to be back. I mean, we, we, we had a little scare there with the whole CBA, maybe not getting done, but they got their head out of their asses and uh, they got it done for us and we are back for the 2022 season. So uh, it's going to be exciting, Malcolm. I'm glad that we're back.
0: Yeah, it really was a bit of a scare. I was, uh, at one point, I I, I screenshotted on Twitter a little while ago that we were, uh, we were having a bit of a conversation where I was literally changing my mind every seven minutes. Um, (laughs) I think it's getting done. Now I don't, now I do. And to uh paraphrase um, our mate, the sportsbook consiglier, um, nobody knows shit. And <laughs> you were getting reports and counter-reports and rumour and counter-rumour and the endless photos of men walking backwards and forwards across car parks. <laughs> um, and I just got to the point, I was really starting to struggle a little bit because it it feels, I know it's geographically a million miles away from me as well. It just feels completely... Alien to me, because we don't ever have this. It's not something I'm familiar with. So I've got nothing to liken it to. I've got nothing to compare it to. Mm. So I really can't speak on it with any kind of authority. And it just totally and utterly baffles me. Um, and I'm just so looking forward to next Thursday now, because it's been a hell of a long time coming. I've been drafting teams. I've been looking at projections. We've been chatting about stuff, but it's never really been within touching and distance. And then all of a sudden, Uh, I can just about taste it. It's nine days away as we speak uh, now. And yeah, it's been, it's been a long time coming, Mounat.
1: Yeah, it has. I mean, you know, we don't need to get into how the deal got done, but it got done. That's the most important part for us. And I think we're, we're only going to start a week late than we usually do, but, you know, we'll have a full 162-season game. Uh, we'll be rocking our pods as usual. We're going to go through their division previews over the course of this week, leading up to opening day. So I'm excited, Malcolm. Uh, baseball's back.
0: Absolutely, yeah. So as you've just alluded to, our plan here on the MLB Gambling Podcast, uh, we're going to keep on rolling through next season. We're going to try and change things up a little bit Um get some more picks in. Uh, we know that there's so much baseball that it's hard to uh, get too many days ahead of yourself. It's not like uh, NFL Sunday where you can take a bit of a run up at it. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to try and maybe do a little bit shorter, snappier pods, get some more picks made, uh, get our picks out there. And also we're going to keep a track of our uh, locks and dogs moon off as well. Uh, but we're going to yep. start the off season with six divisional pods and um, Half an hour, 40 minutes on each division. Uh, Between now and the middle of next week, uh, they'll be coming out. So we'll go through each division. And then on top of that, we'll do a a mega pod with our season-long prop bets and awards picks. And maybe even get our esteemed leaders, Sean and Ryan. Um, And we've got some guests lined up as well. I know Johnny Junta's coming on. uh, who's an all-time favourite of mine. He's gone wild on Twitter the last couple of weeks. (laughs) He's been absolutely out of control. So we're going to speak to Johnny on Thursday. Uh, and hopefully find out what the hell he's been, uh, <laughs> what he's been taking, because he's been having fun. Um, so yeah, um, where are we going to start, Moon? After you tell us what division were you going to start off with tonight?
1: Yeah, uh, we're, we'll start with the American League Central uh, today, and then we'll just kind of work our way through the divisions, uh, like you mentioned, Malcolm. We're going to be cranking these out over the next uh, week or so, getting them out to our listeners. Hopefully, hopefully, we'll keep it within thirty to forty five minutes, but you never know, with you and I, this could go out of control to over an hour, hour and a half. But, um, yeah, we're going to start with the American League Central uh, today. Oh, you're on mute. See, we're in spring training mode right now. See, Malcolm, Malcolm's on mute, so we can't hear anything that he's saying. There.
0: Oh, we go. sorry, man. Yeah, I, I'm sure I just Or If you could see that... Uh, the technological issues I have, I am absolutely used to it. I do feel sorry for Munaf having <laughs> to put up with uh, me because I'm really, really not very well. And I've been kind of left home alone as well, which is a recipe for disaster, frankly. I shouldn't be in charge of anything ever. Um, but I've unmuted myself. Um, American League Central, it is quite an intriguing division, um, Munaf, because yeah. kind of, well, I was going to say everyone's trying. Maybe one of the teams aren't trying But kind of four of the teams, um, you'd expect to be on a bit of an upward curve. Um, So it is one of the divisions, there's quite a lot of divisions where we've got a clear favourite, a a minus odds uh, favourite, which we have with the Chicago White Sox. Uh, Do you want to give us a rundown of the odds for the division, Munaf? And then we can go team by team and break them down.
1: Yeah, so let yeah, obviously we're talking about the American League Central Division. And let me pull up the actual division odds here. I know all of our lines are going to be from um Winbed, obviously, our presenting sponsor of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. So all of our lines will be from there. Uh, Sean sent me a link to get to it. And I'm struggling right now to find it, but give me a second. See, this one we talk about that we are in spring training ourselves, that I'm trying to pull up this. Um, yeah, we promise you if you,
0: if you get through, if you get through the listener, if you get through this episode, then we will be <laughs> better tomorrow uh, when it comes to the next five.
1: So let me do um, this. Let me let me go through the actual win totals first, and then hopefully by that time I can okay. pull up the uh, the actual division odds for uh, these respective teams. So uh, for AL Central – I've, so I've we got have, them in front
0: of me here, Moon. I've okay, if you want to, yeah, go ahead
1: and fire it off. So
0: I've got the um, Chicago White Sox at 1.45, which would be, what, minus 145 to you. Yes. Uh, second in are the Detroit Tigers um at plus 650 um in fact the same price as the Minnesota Twins so joint second favourites, uh the twins and the tigers at plus 650 uh Cleveland Guardians come in at uh, 10 to 1 and the Kansas City Royals at 16 to 1 so yeah uh short odds uh short odds four to six all round about about the Chicago White Sox um so that seems like a good place to start Moon off. um we've got a over under of 91.5, I think, uh, was the win bet total. Yep. Um, what are you telling me about the White Sox? It seems like pretty straightforward for the division, mm-hmm. the odds suggest, but um, lineup, rotation, bullpen, uh, strengths, weaknesses. What have you got?
1: Yeah, I think for the uh, Chicago White Sox, they are more the more complete team in this division that they have both the starting pitching and they have uh, the batting lineup as well. And knockoff, you kind of go back to the last season where they had, I believe it was Eloy Jimenez that didn't start with them, um, for the regular season because he has suffered an injury, uh, in spring training. Um, but for, at least for the White Sox, they lose, they lose Carlos Rodon to the giants. I, and I but I still think that this lineup or this pitching rotation is still the best, uh, I think in the American League, in my opinion, I mean, they have Dylan Cease. We talked about him a lot last season. He's going to be intriguing for this White Sox rotation. He should probably step into that number three role uh, or the number three spot in that rotation right behind Lucas Giolito and Lance Lynn. And then the back end of it, I think the the upside or the excitement of Michael Kopech that they acquired from the Red Sox. I believe that was in the Chris Sale deal, if I'm not mistaken. And then they still have Dallas Keuchel, who has championship experience when he was with the Houston Astros. He, I believe he's also won. um Cy Young. So this rotation is going to be okay, even without Carlos Rodon. And in this division, at least, I think they obviously do have the best rotation. And then the, their hitting lineup I mean, it's one of the more exciting lineups yeah, up and down in the American League, Malcolm. Uh, last season, that, like I said, they dealt with injuries, to Jimenez and Luis Roberts. But those guys are both going to be healthy to start the season. And when you kind of go up and down this uh, uh, batting lineup with, you know, Jose Abreu, with Eloy Jimenez, with Luis Roberts, with uh, Yasmani Grindal, Tim Anderson, um, just up and down. It's a very complete lineup. And last season... In the MLB, Malcolm, they led. Oh, they were top 10 in most batting categories, whether it's run scores, hits, um, RBIs. The only category they did kind of struggle in or weren't top 10 in was in home runs. But they have Lewis Roberts and Eloy Jimenez and Jose Brady, the big bats for this lineup that are going to be able to, you know, get some more home runs for them. But at least for the Chicago White Sox team, uh, I think they're primed in a position to win this division again, and and I think that they'll probably get over their uh, win total here.
0: Yeah, the, you're right about the lineup. The the top of the lineup was absolutely stellar. Uh, there is power coming back. Um, hopefully, if they can get a full season out of uh, uh, Louis Trappé and Eloy Jimenez. Uh, yeah. they didn't. They haven't done much um, in the way of signings. They picked up Josh Harrison uh, from Oakland. Uh, second mm-hmm. baseman, he's scheduled to bat eight. But yeah, there's there's a lot of power there. They've now got one, two, three, four, four players in there scheduled to get in the 30 home runs. Um, yeah. And the, the Los Angeles Vaughn injury uh, just last mm-hmm. week uh, and only today actually they've picked up uh, Adam Haisley, um from Philly, an outfielder just to, to bolster the outfield. Um, yeah. But the, the second thing you mentioned is the rotation. Projected ERAs um, You've got three of them under three. Lucas G. Lito, Dylan, Cecil, Michael, Kopeck, and Lance Lynn is projected at 4.01. Um, there's not many rotations, and I've spent a lot of time over the last two days uh, looking at projections. And there's not many rotations where you're going to get that. So they, um, they look rock solid. The third thing that we haven't mentioned is that they've uh, assembled an absolute mega bullpen. Yes. Um, everyone was expecting them to trade at least one, uh, and Craig Kimbrell was the one. Uh, that looked like was going to be traded as a premium a premium piece they could get a they could get a 15-20 million dollar bat for Craig Kimbrell mm-hmm. um, going down you saw so Liam Hendricks is scheduled to be the closer yeah with Craig Kimbrell and then behind them Aaron Bummer Kendall Graveman Garrett Crochet who was great last year um, Ronaldo Lopez is in there
1: Joe uh, Ryan
0: Burr I mean absolutely lights out they could go from the fourth or fifth inning onwards uh, if they do run into a problem, into a problem. So um it does look like with only 9 days to go that they're going to keep Kimbrel, um mm-hmm. in which case that I mean that's all three all three facets of the game. Uh they're not great defenders, I'll give them that if we're looking for a little negative. Uh they've certainly prioritized offense over defense. Um but that's kind of just the way baseball is nowadays. Um yeah. you get a lot of lineups that are just uh a lot of power hitters, and they sacrifice a little bit on the other side of the ball. Um, not much on the bench, not too deep either. Um, I can see Andrew Vaughan, uh, who's picked up a picked up a bit of a knock. Uh, Adam Engel, and there's not much after that. But I mean, that, that's I'm actively looking for weaknesses. Uh, you have to go looking for them because at first glance, top to bottom, uh, there's not many weaknesses there. Um, you mentioned the numbers, Moon after. The, 91 and a half was the number you had. You, you think Chicago go over that, yeah? Yes, sir. Okay, now I was a little bit torn with this because I've got a projection of 87. I've looked at the, the fan graphs projections. Fan graphs is such an amazing resource, by the way. If you've never, uh, it's, it's home if you've never used it, I can't imagine you wouldn't have done but um, mm-hmm. their projection is 87. I've coupled that with a few other little bookies lines like we normally do. Take your consensus from four or five of my favourite places. Um, so 91 and a half, four and a half games over. That's quite a lot. So I don't really know what to do with that. Uh, so I was happy just to to take that as a no bet. Um, I, w- I wasn't going to take a, a stance either way, but you want to take the the over on the 91 and a half of the Chicago White Sox. Um, in terms of competition then, off, second in, the Minnesota Twins. Um yeah a projection of around about 82 a bookies line of 81 and a half i believe uh with win bet so the minnesota twins the big signing yep uh was only recently and it was one of your boys moon one of yep. your favorite players i do believe carlos correa
1: yeah, this one kind of came out of left field, and I know we were, you know, all throughout the offseason, you and I were exchanging messages on Slack, you know, about guys or big names landing here and there. And, and I think we had talked about, you know, uh, Carlos Correa, and I think the teams that were kind of rumored for him were between the Chicago Cubs, the obviously re-signing with the either the Astros, the Red Sox name was in there. Uh, the Detroit Tigers were a big uh, name before they uh, had signed Javi Baez. But this is a pretty great pickup for them. I mean, the the best, I think shortstop that was available, probably the best free agent that was available for them. Um, he's gonna slide right into that shortstop position. He's gonna be right in that middle of that batting order for this team. Um, kind of wanna start with the, at the top with this team and and kind of looking at their pitching. It's that that's the one part of this team that really concerns me, Malcolm. Um you know, they're starting pitching. They acquired Sonny Gray after the lockout, but Gray, there isn't much after that for the twins. They lost Kenton Maeda to the uh for the season. He's gonna have Tommy John surgery. He's recovering from that. Last season they traded Jose Barrios to the uh Toronto Blue Jays, and then Michael Pineda ended up signing with the Detroit Tigers um in their back of their in, back into their rotation. We'll get to the Tigers here in a little bit, but this team is going to probably be a team that you're probably looking at betting on the total to their games going over the number. Um, I mean, offensively, again, we talked about Carlos Correa signing. Byron Bunkson, I think, is the one guy that we need to keep an eye out for because if he's able to stay healthy, this offense can be one of the in the Mer- a better offenses in the Mer- American League. But I think in the last two seasons, he's only he hasn't played more than 100 games. And I know they signed him to a contract extension at the end of of, um, or sorry, the signed to a contract extension in the off season here, but until I see this team get some more better pitching, I think that this team is probably not going to be able to compete with the white Sox, at least for the division. You know, if they make a a move, you know, during the summertime to get a top end pitcher or a frontline pitcher with sunny gray, I think only then that's when this team is going to be able to compete for this division or a wild card spot.
0: Yeah, they had a really um, down season last year in Minnesota. Probably. Very disappointing. uh, On on projections, probably the worst. Uh, They probably uh, underperformed more than any other team uh, in MLB, actually. Um, So you're right, Carlos Correa obviously is a huge sign in, and Byron Buxton is uh, signing into that extension. Um, I mean, he's he's, his age 28 season now. um, And yeah, you just don't know what you're going to get out of him. He's got power. he's got speed he can steal bases uh, great, great defensive percentage too. yeah absolutely you get everything he's and he, he's going to he's going to lead off this lineup followed by uh, Polanco, then carlos Correa and luis arias who was mm-hmm. just a contact machine a high batting average and then you've got miguel sanos power in behind that um, gary sanchez uh, from the new york yankees um was probably the top catcher or maybe second only to jt real Muto, maybe going back two or three years ago. And then he absolutely fell off a cliff. I think he hit 199 last season or something. Um, not projected much better, but if they can get something out of Gary Sanchez, maybe just a, a, a change of scenery. Exactly. Uh, can bring the best out of him. Um, and a little bit off the bench as well. Uh, Jose Miranda uh, is a name uh, that's been spoken about a lot. He's actually taken a little bit of a knock uh, with the signings of uh, Carlos Correa and Gio Scheller, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, is than another, another new signing yeah. but yeah Sonny Gray was important um, and I really like Joe Ryan uh, Joe okay. Ryan who's only 25 years old um, so he can he's, he's scheduled to be the SP4 I believe um, so Sonny Gray Dylan Bundy uh, I'm not so keen on Bailey Oba, Uh, but yeah Joe Ryan's got a little bit about him as well so I do think they're going to have a better season I think they're going to be better than 500 certainly um, so with the Bookie's line being at 81.5, then yeah, absolutely leads you to the over. Uh, and I don't mind the bullpen. I like Taylor Rogers in fantasy. Yeah. Uh, if you're looking for some saves um, away from the premium guys, Taylor Rogers should get you a lot of saves projected 24, maybe, but you can get him quite a long way down um, in the ADP. And then yeah, Tyler Duffy, Jorge Alcala uh, is, a, is a name. I think he'll pick some saves up and, and pitch well out the pen as well. So yeah, Minnesota positive things to say for them. Um, In a in a good division. This is going to be a fun division. And yeah, the definite over for me on that 81 and a half. Um, next up, Moonaf, Detroit. Uh Mm -hmm. Detroit, we weren't expecting anything from them last year, really. Um, but from May onwards, they had a 69 and 66 record. Um, we certainly weren't expecting them to be a a team over 500. Um the projection is 75 roundabouts. The the bookies line is 77 and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, they have made some good signings. One um, of your favourites, one of the uh, okay. what are the podcast favourites as well. Um, <laughs> but 1st uh, Erod E-Rod, uh, coming from the Boston Red Sox, is a, is a particularly good signing. Uh, Javi Baez, I'm sure you'll have things to say about in a little while. Um, I think a really important signing for them is Tucker Barnhart. Yep. Uh, just as a defensive catcher, yep. because we used um, the... Tigers' pictures a lot last year. Yep. Um, these under the radar, the younger guys, Tarek Skubel, um, Casey Mice, people like that. And Tucker Barnard is going to be a really good signing for them. So, not a very glamorous signing. He's not going to get much airtime, uh, but he certainly will improve what, they, what they're going to do. Uh, you already mentioned Pineda coming in at the back end of the rotation. And they've got a couple of fun um, prospects in uh, Riley Green and Spencer Torkelson. Yep. Who are, as it stands, I think both scheduled to uh, to make the make the roster uh, yeah. to break camp and be in that starting lineup. So quite a different looking Tigers um, from last season. But the, you've got the guys who broke out last year. Akil Badu, mm-hmm. uh, leads and off doing a little bit of everything, power and speed, exactly the same as Robbie Grossman, who's actually got a little bit better with age. Um, he always had some skills, uh, and now he's added a little bit of extra power and a little bit of extra speed to it. Um, and then you follow that up with Javi Baez and Jaime Candelario. Uh, and all of a sudden, Detroit look like they're entering a cycle where they might be looking to contend.
1: Yeah, this team looks really exciting, Malcolm. I mean, they have a great um, a great mix of veterans on this team and also youth. Um, that's kind of mixed into their lineup and in both their, sorry, their batting lineup and their pitching rotations. You mentioned the names Akil Badu and, and Robbie Grossman, Javi Baez, uh, Candelario last season was absolutely fantastic for them. He came on late Jonathan scope and you still have uh, Miguel Cabrera, but I think the off season really started when they made that trade for Duck- Tucker Barnhart, who is going to be great for these young pitchers we talked about a lot last season, both you and I uh, we backed them a lot between Casey Mize and, and Tark So having a guy like Tucker, Tucker Barnhart there with these pitchers, I think is going to be great for them. Erod has a lot of potential. Um, he's been great for the Red Sox, but I think last season with the COVID year, he had contracted COVID and it was dealing with some complications, but he, he can be a top, you know, top rotation guy, for the detroit tigers and i think that having him at the top of the lineup with casey mize with Tarek skuble um and then you have michael Pineda at the end of the bullpen with matt manning we also talked about a lot last season towards the end of the year this team is going to be okay and again in the uh bullpen they also acquired andrew chafin uh to kind of really help him out in that bullpen and and you know give him some relief there but I think the one name that's really been circulating for them, their prospect with, um, with, with, with Riley Green, he's been absolutely crushing it in spring training so far for this uh, Detroit Tigers team. So I'm excited to see him be in the outfield for this Detroit Tigers team. So a lot of good stuff happening for them. It seems like they've kind of turned that corner of where they were trying to rebuild and now they have a good mixture of veteran guys and youth and prospects coming up to kind of round out this team.
0: Yeah, the, the two prospects there, uh, um, Spencer Torkelson and yeah. Riley Green, uh, have the overall prospect rankings of five and six yeah. uh, in all of baseball. So, yeah, we're expecting expecting great things from them. Um, yeah, the Torkelson has got a lot of power. Um, Riley Green will hit a little bit more for average uh, but between them, yeah, it's going to be exciting. Um, the, the question mark, is the pitching, and you're just looking at the ages of the pitchers, my Scuba and Manning, 24, 25 and 24. Mm-hmm. Um, can they all come along together or more than likely you'd expect maybe one of them to do really well, one of them to do quite badly and one of them in the middle. Now, is that going to be enough? Um, so, yeah, interesting to see. But I think with the projection of 75, a um, line, I'm 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 higher than that projection, I think. Uh you've got a line of seventy-seven point five, and I would be leaning towards the over as well. I do and I think there's there's players who are gonna look to carry this team. Um, and I'm looking at Javi Baez and uh Erod, more as leaders now. Sort of Erod's got away from being an SP two or three in Boston mm-hmm. to being an SP one here. Um Javi Baez was kind of in the shadows a little bit. Um In Chicago. Well, now he's um, and then he he went to the Mets as well. He's now 29 years old, and he's kind of ready to step up and play a leading role for this team as well. Uh, So I think um, I think they're going to be on the up, uh, and I'd be looking to take the over on the 77 and a half.
1: Yeah, I think uh, we kind of talk about this rotation. I I think that eventually, I think Casey Mize might just turn into the ace for this team. Uh, But when you have those three guys at 1 2 and 3 in this pitching rotation between Erod, between Casey Mize, between Tarek Skoobel, I think that they're going to be okay. So, it's going to be fun to watch sorry the development of Casey Mize and Tarek Skoobel. And hopefully, you know, Erod can get back to the form that you know, I as a Red Sox fan know that he is capable of. So, definitely going to be rooting for this Tigers team. And listen, this lineup is also has a lot of great potential. We talked about it. The names are already in there, but yeah, I, I myself, I am leaning towards the over on this win total as well for the Detroit Tigers. And again, we didn't even yeah. talk about the the their manager AJ Hinch, who's had a lot of success with the Houston Astros. Um, he's a he's a good manager as well.
0: Um, yeah, sorry, I got completely distracted there because Jack Greed has just been sent off for England, I think, uh, against the uh-huh. Ivory Coast. Or in fact, I think it's the Ivory Coast player. Anyway, international week, not important. It's just a friendly. Uh, I just saw that I saw the red card flashing, moon off. Uh I wasn't ignoring you. Um, they've got a little bit of depth, the Tigers, as well. Uh, you go down to Eric Hass, Who had a really good year last year. Who can play, who plays catcher, but also can play a bit of outfield. Uh, Victor Reyes off the bench hits for average. And then down in the pen, uh, Gregory Soto is OK. They sound Andrew Chaffin, uh, with yeah. the lovely hair and tash from, uh, I think he was on the Cubs. Um, and then even further, further down, Joe Jimenez. He was perfectly serviceable as well. Um, so, yeah, all in all, um, all round, positive things to say for the Tigers. And they're going to be a fun team. They're going to be easy to root for, I think, uh, next season. Uh, we did use them a lot last year. We used those pitches a lot. We got quite a lot of value for money for them. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm sure they'll pop up quite a few times. Um, next up, the Kansas City Royals. Um he was sixteen to one. The outsiders of the five, actually, I had them. I've got them fourth on my list, uh, ahead of the Cleveland Guardians. Although the books have them uh, ranked a little bit below, uh, a little bit uh, higher odds there on win bet sixteen to one. Um, the projection is seventy-five. A book is line right there. It's seventy-four and a half. Um, Kansas were good last year as well. They they outperformed their projections. Um, and did a lot of good things. There were some good things happening. Sal Perez was great. Yeah. Um, Nikki Lopez had a little bit of a breakout year, the young shortstop. So um, what are you expecting from Kansas City, Muna?
1: Yeah, I think the big thing for the Kansas City Royals is going to be their big prospect, the number one prospect, uh, Bobby Witt Jr. going to be an everyday player for this Kansas City Royals team. And I think that's where it kind of starts for the Kansas City Royals. But Um, You know, I'm really concerned about their starting pitching rotation uh, for the Royals. I mean, all five starters posted an ERA above four last season and two pitchers, Brady Singer, who does have upside him. And I think Daniel Lynch finished with the season with an ERA above five. So I think right now for the for the Kansas City Royals, the, the focus probably needs to be on kind of developing these pitchers, finding their stuff. And really lowering those ERAs, um, because that's a huge concern for me. But the hitting, it's going to be exciting, right? You 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 said the names right now with, with, uh, with Whit Merrifield, with Sal Perez, who was in that uh, home run, uh, leading the league in home run uh, contest last year. He had a great season. Uh, Nicky Lopez, like you mentioned, Andrew attendee that they acquired from the Red Sox uh, before last season, and I said it. With, uh, with with Bobby Witt Jr. I mean he's also also crushing the baseball in spring training right now, has an average of four forty four. The OPS so I believe it's above thirteen hundred right now for him. So it's going to be exciting offense. And again, their prospects. They have more prospects with Nick Prado and also their catcher uh, MJ uh, Melendez is the name of the guy. So eventually those guys are going to be called up as well. So offensively. You know, this team has a lot of great prospects with, with some veterans there, so it's going to be an exciting team to watch.
0: Yeah, I watched Melendez last night, actually. He caught and uh, against Cleveland in a blowout. It was a million to five when I eventually fell asleep watching that. Uh, they've sent him down today, uh, but he'll be back at some point. Yeah, um, yeah really good prospect there. But you're right, um, Bobby Witt is the one. Um, I have drafted him everywhere in fantasy uh, power and speed combos, so I'm just hoping... Bobby Witt Jr. can stay fit. Um, their major sign-in um was um the starting pitcher Zach Grenke. Uh, a yeah. bit of a homecoming, quite a good news story. This mm-hmm. uh, Zach Grenke coming back to the Kansas City Royals. So he will uh, lead off their rotation. But like you say, there's not much behind it. Brad Keller, uh, Chris Bubic, I think we faded quite a few times last year yeah. um on the podcast. Um so yeah, the a lot of um predicted or projected ERAs in the mid to high fours there. Um, And again, the bullpen doesn't particularly uh, blow my skirt up. Uh, Amir Garrett's gone back there. It was a lot of fun. Mm. Uh, He's as mad as a box of frogs. Uh, So we'll have to see (laughs) uh, what Amir Garrett comes up with uh, when he eventually gets on the mound. But yeah, uh, Scott Barlow and Josh Stormont. um, I mean, Barlow's okay, but um, I'm not sure if he's a if he's just stood closer at all. So yeah, I'm a little bit, sorry, go on, man.
1: No, I was just saying, and that's a concerning part for the rules, right? Was when you have Zach Grinky, who's at the tail end of his career as your number one guy. And I think that's a big concerning part. If you're a Kansas city Royals fan, that even though it's a great story, like you mentioned with, with Zach Grinky kind of coming back to where it all started for him, but for him to be your number one guy right now at this juncture of his career is a little concerning.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, I'm actually down on the, the Kansas City Royals. I thought they were good last year, and I did enjoy watching them. Uh, we followed them because they were, they were one of our the, a team that came onto our betting radar quite a lot along with Detroit. Um, but I have a big blue arrow pointing downwards next to them on my notes. Um, not much in it. That 75 is right on the money. Um, yeah. So if I was going anywhere, I'd be going low. I haven't got a strong feel for it. Uh, but I think it's a it's a downward trend for me. Would Would you agree? Do you think the numbers right?
1: Yeah, I think that number is is probably spot on. And again, I think the books are. I think the concerns that we you and I both have is the pitching, right? Like you, we yeah. know that pitching is going to win you championships. It's going to win you division titles. Um, but right now, uh, this, this the, until they address the pitching, I think like the Minnesota Twins for me, I would probably lean towards the under for the Kansas City Rose win total for this season.
0: I've just had a live 4-1 cash on the England match, Munaf. That's why I'm waving my arms around as well. There you <laughs> go. Yeah, you go. That's a little, bit of, a little bit of money to stick on the baseball for next season. Um, so finally, the Cleveland Guardians. Um, minus 110. Which one of us uses the term Indians first this season? Munaf, where's your money?
1: Uh, it'll probably be me.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'll have... Uh, I'll have Actually, I've already I've lost done. that
1: bet because on my, on my notes here, I wrote Cleveland Indians, so you can cash that. <laughs> there you yourself. go then,
0: right then. That's one <laughs> to me. Oh, VAR's checking this goal now. I don't need that. Um, Cleveland Guardians, yeah. Um, the second lowest payroll uh, in MLB, um, 53 million pounds predicted, uh, which isn't very many. Um, mm. And... It's kind of falling apart. The only piece they've got left is Jose Ramirez. There's still talk about um, him getting traded. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, they've got bits and bobs, but uh, first use of bits and bobs this season, by the way. There you go. There's one. Your, uh, I'm going to keep a counter. If you've got your, bing- you've got your bingo card out. Uh, I didn't do that on purpose. I just slipped it in. Um, yeah, it's a little bit ugly, moon off with Cleveland. I'm not really sure what they're playing at.
1: Yeah, for the I mean for Cleveland it's it, it, we've talked about a lot of these teams in this it, 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 in this division, right? Like we talked about the White Sox where they have both pitching and they have the hitting. For the for the Cleveland Guardians, it's really they have Shane Bieber, Cy Young winner. He's coming back from shoulder injury last season. And after that there's a lot of question marks on the guys behind him, right? We we talked about Cal Control A lot of times last season Um, and and those guys in the rotation, it's really going to hinge on the improvement of their command and the fastball for the, for the guys in the rotation control is the one that's a wild card for me in this rotation. He had impressive 2021 as he kind of transitioned into the starting rotation last season for the guardians, but Again, the pitching with Shane Bieber, yeah, you have your front-line guy, but they really didn't do anything to address the hitting. And last season, they were one of the worst – Teams hitting the ball. If you kind of look at it from a statistical standpoint, for the uh, Cleveland Guardians, I almost said Indians there, but
0: was it not was it not them that got no hit three times? Four t- and there was a no hitter in a seven innings game, yeah, which didn't and count. So four, exactly. To that one.
1: Yeah. So it, we're gonna count it as four. The MLB <laughs> didn't want to count it as the fourth one, but they, they got no hit four times, and 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 when that happens in a season, it's a major red flag, right? And when you don't do anything to address your hitting. Um, that's a huge question mark for me and, and a concern. And again, Jose Ramirez's name, like you just mentioned, Malcolm, his name has been in trade rumors over the past several seasons. Does that finally come into fruition this season? I believe it will. After Jose Ramirez, there really isn't much there for this Cleveland Guardians team.
0: Yeah, you're right. The um, The lineup is rather underwhelming. Miles Straw leading off, um, who is of, only of interest in terms yeah. of fantasy stolen bases. Um, you projected to hit four home runs, Moon off, <laughs> uh, in five
1: hours, 500- not six- there for this team, <laughs>
0: 560 plate appearances, which is pretty much a full season. Yeah. Uh, four homers leading off, um, Armad again, it's just so middle of the road, uh, back two. And then you get a little bit Jose Ramirez and Fran Reyes. I do like yeah. Fran Reyes. Um, And then it drops off a little bit. Bobby Bradley can hit for power, but no average. Um, Andres Jimenez is the guy that I touted as the stolen base leader last year. Actually ended up in the minors for pretty much all of the season. Um, But due to a lack of alternatives, he'll get a a go. uh, It's second base, I think. Him and Rosario will will share that in shortstop this year. Mm -hmm. Um, I've got one interesting uh, rookie coming up in Stephen Kwan, uh, who's going to play at left field, who can do a little bit of everything, uh, at least he's something that for, for the Cleveland supporters to hold on to um, nothing off the bench after all Yu Chang who's terrible uh, Oscar McCardo, the same um, yeah and the names I like the names in the uh, in the rotation Shane Bieber um, yeah. you expect Cal Quantum was great last year I've spent two or three years on the back of as, as Zach Plesak sort of drafting him waiting waiting for a little breakout from him Never quite got going. Tristan McKenzie's an interesting one. Um just a young just a young guy, twenty uh twenty-four this season. Um mm-hmm. a big thing for Cleveland, and I can't remember his name, is that they've lost their uh their pitching coach, who I believe um and it's, sorry, it's 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 not gonna be to not off the top of me head think of his name, but they've lost the pitching coach. And uh, I think that might um
1: Ruben uh, Ruben Neb, Nebula, if I'm saying that right. Yeah, he went to the okay. Padres.
0: Right, okay. Yeah. Um, that, that could hit them a little bit because uh, it is a relatively young rotation, 26, yeah. 26, 27, 26, 24. Um, so, yeah, still with a little bit of potential. And that's the one thing that could uh, that could maybe keep them competitive. Uh, Emmanuel Classe is a genuinely premium uh, closer. After that, um, there's not much in the pen, at all. Uh James Karinchak, who was meant to be the guy last year, um, who is injured, I think he's a, a strange shoulder actually. He hasn't had a Tommy John. Um mm-hmm. so we'll sit have to see if he comes back. But yeah, I, I would be feared that they could, if they get off to the start that we think, um, trade away some of these pieces as well. Uh most notably Jose Ramirez. And by the middle of the season they could have completely thrown the towel in, I think.
1: Yeah, and I think that again we go back to me well, you know, we go back to how bad this offense was last season, right? We talked about they got a no-hit four times. Kind of looking at their team statistics from last season, uh the Cleveland uh Guardians or formerly the Indians that's still listed on some of these sites, um they were bottoms in the league in a lot of these statistical categories, 21st in uh batting average, runs scored. Um, they were, let's see here, um, they were 18th. I mean, a little respectable, but again, for me, when you when you have a weakness, the front office's job is to improve it. And, and when they didn't do a single thing to improve that, that's kind of a huge red flag for me. And, and kind of going into their win total, I, I'm leaning towards the under on this team um, because, again, if they get rid of Jose Ramirez, their best batter, and you're kind of just relying on your pitching at the end of the day, you still have to score some type of runs, and and again, not doing anything to address that. I'm leaning towards the under, Malcolm.
0: Yeah, again, it's tight. There's this half a game really in the projections. I know we've been looking, uh, we've been talking offline, Moon. Off, we've been looking for things where there might be a three or four game difference between how we feel uh, and how the projections and the bookies line are. Uh, this yeah. is half a game, uh, so it's not something I might be interested in betting, but it's certainly the second of my uh, blue downward arrows following the uh, Kansas City Royals. Uh, if you are looking for these lines, um, get across to WinBet. Um, they've got the Las Vegas-style casino fun. Uh, in the palm of your hand, look no further. The premier online casino from the five-star Win Resorts properties. From classic table games to all the best slots, thrills and jackpots, WinBet has everything you need for the ultimate casino experience Sign up today and receive a 100% first match, up to $1,000. Winbet win win hour from 2pm to 3pm PST. Better prices on selected games. Anyone who has the Winbet app is alerted on the hour. If you bet $500 or more on college basketball Thursday to Sunday, uh, you get entered into a competition to win a two-night stay at the Win Las Vegas For example, if you bet $1,000 on the Men's College Basketball Tournament, you're eligible for two entries into the prize store. Uh, Lots to choose from. All you have to do is download the Winbet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. The offer is subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where play-through Winbet is available. If you are someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Um, so that's uh, fairly timely for us Muna, for, uh, the, the, we've started the new season in a timely fashion what we need to do is give out some picks um, we've gone through the five teams it's obviously quite a prohibitive price um, in terms of the uh, White Sox to win the league so uh, minus 150 is that a price you'd be happy to take or would you be looking at maybe one or two over-unders uh, for, our, for our picks here?
1: Yeah, I think that, you know, when you're looking at division price, especially when they're season long, I, I don't like putting um, a, a season long bet where your money is tied up on a minus price. I think last season is a great example, Malcolm, where you and I had the Houston Astros to win the AL West division at plus odds. Um, yeah. And I think that if you kind of wait, maybe, who knows, maybe they get off to a slow start um, and that price kind of improves. But I do like them to win the division. Uh, I just don't see there is much competition for them, especially with a team like the White Sox that has a one of the best batting lineups in the American League. They have the top three rotation guys with uh, G- Lucas Giolito, with Lance Lynn. I think Dylan Cease is going to be in that conversation for Cy Young, maybe as a dark horse, but I do like them to win this division. And as far as the best bet for this division, um, as a win total, I think I got to go with the Cleveland Indians under... Uh let me see if I have that you number. You said Indians from... again, Moon. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Cleveland Indians, Cleveland Guardians under 76 and a <laughs> half. Uh as my best bet for the uh American League Central Division.
0: Well, I'm gonna take Moon off saying Indians over 76 and a half times <laughs> uh, between now and September. Um yeah, With regard to the White Sox, I think maybe at the end of the uh, final pod when we've done all six divisions, there might be a little parlay maybe we can put out uh, if you want to put the White Sox in with anything. There's four of the six divisions who have favourites at round about the minus uh, 150 mark. So maybe you could pick out uh, a two- or a three-leg parlay. So, yeah, I agree. I wouldn't be putting that out um, as much as it it does look a penalty kick uh, for the Chicago White Sox. Um, The two that get me are the two overs, uh, the Minnesota Twins and the Detroit Tigers, um, of the two I actually like Minnesota more Okay. Um, I think that down season last year was not indicative really of what they're capable of they have added uh, quite a lot uh, if Buxton can stay fit get a little bit out of Gary Sanchez uh, if Sonny Gray and maybe Joe Ryan can step up then I, I certainly think they're a, they, they could be a 90 win team I think um, certainly over the uh, 81 and a half that Winbet have them up as so uh, my um, my lock for the AL Central would be the overs over 81 and a half on the Minnesota twins.
1: All right. So we actually made a sheet this year to keep track of all of our uh, picks that we'll go back at the end of the season, look at it and see how we did. So your best bet is twins over eighty one and a half regular season wins. Mine is the Cleveland guardians. Uh, under 76 and a half wins. And then I think we both like the White Sox to win the division, Malcolm.
0: Yeah. Like I say, I'll probably, I'll find, I'll find a parlay for that. Uh, once we get to the end of our, of our six previews.
1: All right, there we go.
0: Excellent. Well, there you go. Uh, a lovely little bite-sized AL central preview um, from myself and Munaf. Um Stay tuned. Nine days till opening day. Um, there's going to be loads of stuff dropping on the website. I've already seen the the uh ah, what went up uh, just yesterday uh, there was a couple of articles went up. My fantasy rankings went up. Uh, if you've got a draft coming up this weekend, I know we have the SGPN draft uh, which I think is scheduled possibly for Friday night. Uh moonaf you have reversed out of that. i finished round last last season, haven't you? Yes.
1: I I got regulated um so I, I let some of the more professionals get into the uh, SGPN baseball fantasy league, but I will do my best to grind out winners on our pods.
0: Yeah, so the, the, my fantasy rankings are up there. If you've got any drafts, it'll probably be a big a big weekend for drafting coming up this weekend. Um, the season long awards, uh, home run seals, and stuff like that, I'm going to be doing as well. So keep an eye on the website, uh, keep an eye on the SGPN app, um, and then the six divisional. Previews will be going out over the next few days as well. Uh, So looking forward to talking plenty more baseball between now and next Thursday, opening day, when we can really get our teeth into it. Uh, Thank you very much, Muraf. Yes, sir. Uh, Cheers, everyone, for listening. Uh, This was the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, and we'll see you down the road. Cheers.